Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. Seeing as time is the greatest of all commodities, I appreciate the dog snot out of yours. Today, I had the opportunity to sit down with a man I greatly respect. That man is Mark Tyler. He is the owner of Red Run Cannabis Company and several other uh, businesses. He is a longtime entrepreneur, and he is very passionate about the things that he's very passionate about. One of the things that he is very passionate about is self-actualization and seeing as Mark is a guy that I greatly respect and this is a topic that he is very interested in, I felt it was imperative to sit down and record this conversation and share it with you. All right. That being said, if you have any questions for Mark, please forward them to his website, marktyler.com. That email address will, or that website will be in the show notes. All right. Uh, This episode would not be possible uh, at all without my greatest of supporters, uh, Brandon Miller and Dave Parrott and their businesses, which I frequent on a very regular basis. One being 5150 Vapes. And the more I think about it, I'm not exactly sure how much I can talk about the things that they carry because I am in no way able to control who listens to this podcast. In fact, my guest today will probably probably be able to further answer that question for me in the long run. With that being said, 5150 Vapes is a place where I go to spitball a bunch of my ideas because I trust the opinions and I trust the thoughts of Dave Parrott uh, and his partner Seth and the fine folks that work there. All right. If you are looking for vapes on the Kenai Peninsula, they are a place that you can go to for that thing, uh, for those things, providing that you are of the age that you can go and do those things. Otherwise, you shouldn't do those things because uh, those are things that are meant for people that are of a certain age. But if you do like vaping, they've got all your products, anything that you could want, uh, mods, juices of all nicotine levels. They've got you taken care of. All right. Uh, But I will definitely be having a conversation with our guest about how to go forward with them in the future. I love them, by the way. They are some of the the finest folks uh, as far as judgment goes. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll figure out certainly at a much, much later date. Um, Also, without the support of Iron Asylum uh, Gym. Now, if you're not familiar with Iron Asylum Gym, they are a gym in Soldotna, Alaska. They are located on KB Road. Please do look them up on Instagram. Please do look them up on Facebook. If I do not go in there for for the required sort of mental uh, straining that I like to call my workout, that is probably, I could probably be doing a little bit. We, You know what? We could probably all be doing a, a whole lot more. And that's kind of the point of the sit down with today's guest. Uh, today's guest, Mark Tyler, is a blogger. He is an entrepreneur. And again, he is the uh, owner, uh, one of the owners of Red Run Cannabis Company. And today we sat down and talked about self-actualization. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy. By the way, um, before we go into this, before we go into the actual interview, if you'd like to sit down and be a guest on the podcast, I would love to have you. I would. I have a new studio. I can sit down in an actual place with you, and we can talk about things. So if you want to be a guest on Woke and Baked, we can totally make that happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And uh, much better audio thus far. I don't know. Let me know what you think.
All right, so we're just, I'm just going to try and get some levels real quick. Um, do you have a favorite baseball movie? Oh, man. Um, back in the day, Major League was good. Um, uh, Field of Dreams is good. Field of Dreams is good. What was your favorite thing about Field of Dreams? Um, the nostalgic... Um, uh, it's kind of the nostalgic atmosphere. I grew up with real old-timey baseball, baseball collector, baseball card collector, and I know a lot about the, the old-school baseball history. So in Field of Dreams, who was your favorite character? Kevin Costner. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, Kevin Costner's the easy one. Yeah, for, like for but, but in that film, I, I mean, you had so many options. I mean, like you had like Moon, Joe. Moonlight Graham, all these other characters. I, I I I have to jog my memory. I can't Moonlight Ram was the the um the uh, old the the, the uh, doctor, the guy that went on to be a doctor. Yeah, okay, I remember now. I remember talking about. Yeah, it's been so long, man. I, I'm, I'm having to really jog my memory with that one. That's yeah. why you know, baseball movies seem to be a good one to. You know, when I stopped playing baseball, that was it for me. I'm kind of I, I I lost my love affair with it. I went from being I get from being real fanatic about something and then when it's over it's over no matter how passionate I was about it and I just when my baseball career was done I had no more use for it uh, can I get this mic a little bit and if I would have had the had the, the the dedication and drive I'd be playing major league baseball right now probably well, I think that that might be the case with a lot of people I, it kind of goes into our topic today of self-actualization um, when, when people apply themselves to something that they, they thoroughly mm -hmm. in love and that they enjoy, that the results can be inexplicable. Well, there is, the, not just inexplicable, um, there is no ceiling or sky to that limit. And it, it, it's, it's a, a little bit more than um, the idea and the definition of uh, self-actualization. <clears throat> it's more, um, that's a part of it. What to me it all really boils down to, and it's the basis of really um, all esoteric and hermetic ma uh, magic and um, uh, whatever people want to call it doesn't really it doesn't really matter secret society stuff whatever anybody wants to call it doesn't matter what it is even theology it's about having a conversation with your higher state self um, you know every you know whatever it's a Plato or whether it's philosophical with know thyself. You know, all uh, Stoic philosophy, all Zen philosophy, all Buddha, uh, every philosophy there is on earth, it all comes down to that same principle is how can you have an actual, which is this, the definition of actualization, how can I have an actual uh, relationship with my higher state self? And it goes back to, you know, a lot of stuff that I write and talk about is what would happen if you were to always listen and have that higher state relationship if you were to do everything that that voice was telling you not your your lower tier appetite voice that uh, controls really 99% of people 99% of the time which is your unconscious uh, voice and drivers that um that uh basically cause you to do what you do, which is then it um, pins you to the material world. It tends you to mostly um, the sex drive and mostly it's about um, um, being belonging to a group, you know, um, fame, fortune, uh, sex, sexual appetites, 
um, sugar, heroin, all of these things are in the same boat. Um, most people do what they do, um, especially in these infant stages of uh, human development, to get to a point where they think that it's going to make them happy in a place that it's going to make them think that they've arrived. And they, once they arrive, they figure out what everybody figures out. This isn't what I thought it was. This doesn't make me happy. Then I've got to go figure something else out. And so what most people do, and they're, they're always in this perpetual, what I call, you know, it's a wheel spinning, and the you know, Buddhists call it samsara, the wheel of samsara, which is, when they're talking about the wheel of desire, that's what that means is you're always on this search for, for something material that you think is going to satisfy your search. And um, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's God or heroin or fame or money or the right woman or, or whatever the hell you think it's going to be, um, no matter who you are, you will eventually find out that that lower state relationship will never get you what you, what you want. So let's run back just a quick second. How do you define self-actualization? Uh, to me, <clears throat> there, there, it, I don't get so much into what other people to think or say about it. To me, there's no other, there's no other way. Is you're either dealing with an artificial relationship, which means that you're driven by your unconscious. Because the way that this works is, unless you've done the heavy lifting and the work, you know the stuff that I go on about, is if you don't do the work to actualize yourself you will be driven by your unconscious. And then the way this works is your unconscious drives your appetites and then your consciousness drafts a story post hoc after the fact, after you're already on your initiative to do what you're going to do. It, dra it drafts a story to make sense and make what you're doing okay. And so that's what I talk about the trance and that's where I talk about unconscious uh, people is if you're in that world you won't know any better, and so you're not actual. You're a fabrication and a fantasy. You're a demonstrator, you're a pretender. You're not here, in fact, you're inhibited. You're inhibited because you're not having an actual relationship with what is here. And what is here is actuality. And actuality is actual cosmotic life, however you want to call that. Now, do you think, in your opinion, that, that people lose sight of that when it comes to things like social media, like Facebook, Instagram, MySpace before it. Um, and I mean, a lot of these things as entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur, uh, you use these things to sort of get out your message, whether it's about your business or the philosophy behind your business. Um, do you, uh, do you ever wonder, uh, about like the, you're using this plat, like these platforms to, to get a message out. Um, do you ever wonder if, if, people are getting that message because of how you're putting it out? It, it, it's always been a concern. It's, it's went from um, an impossibility and, and for me, a, a real, for, there's a long time where I was, uh, um, I guess, resentful and angry um, because I was always excited about trying to turn people onto these things. And um, after, you know, being able to, to not break through or, or to get dismissed so often from so many things, um, and nobody able really um, 
understanding or getting excited about it or anything. It's kind of like um, beating your fists against a, a brick wall for so long or living in an alien world or nobody... Um, not only do they not give a shit, um, they don't care to, um, and it's not getting any better. Um, that said, um, you know, uh, I do think that this is the ripest time. I do think things happen exactly uh, according to plan and on time. And, you know, for me, you know, it, it, what always resonated hardcore with me with, uh, with one thing that Terrence uh, McKenna said is, and I've, why I like Terrence McKenna is not because he taught or said anything. As like his, a lot of his philosophies and things are a parallel to mine. That, that's why we kind of mesh together is it's not about changing minds. It's about changing minds fast enough. And we're at the point where things are exponential and things are, if there aren't a critical mass of people that do turn on, this whole world is fucked. When I say fucked, it's fucked in a way that people can't wrap their goddamn minds around. And it will happen in our lifetime. And I've got three boys. And so why on earth am I bothering to teach my boys anything when there's not going to be a world here? And I mean that. You can see how things are progressing with these shootings and these riots. And I've been following and talking this shit since the Occupy movements, the rave movements, every movement. And, you know, what lies at the heart of this, and, you know, this is why I want to... Uh, I want to have success here because I want to put my model into place um, because I really know I really know that um, that I and the model I can put down can really help people because at the heart of this is with our generation it happened before but with the motion picture um, backtrack this a little bit before the advent of the still photograph and the motion picture our minds dealt with actuality when it because our minds build an image the Wright brothers, Tesla, Edison, Ford, I don't, you name the person, it starts with this, this image in the eye, in the mind's eye, and you translate that image to actuality. I take that idea and that image and I bring it from, the, from this world of imagination, which people don't realize is a realm realer than this realm. Um, but nobody understands these things because we've been so far removed. Um, so, you know, way back in the day before um, uh, a motion picture and television hijacked our mind's eye, the, the images we held in our head were actuality. Well, I, I, the images I had were you because we had an actual relationship. And actuality is life unfolding factually and actually. It didn't happen in any other derivative extract way. It didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen or the way I think that it happened on the Cosbys or this Monday Night Football show or the comeback, whatever these little themes that get played out in these motion pictures. And so with our generation, our Hollywood generation, um, it hijacked every part of our perceptual apparatus. And uh, what, what, what happens is from zero to seven is the biggest, biggest point in a human being's life because you're in... A, a basically a theta download uh, wave. You're, you're, the whole time is all you're doing is you're downloading schema and image-based uh, uh, fractional uh, um, cons concepts that you will then build with the rest of your life. So from zero to seven, you download all of the good and the bad from your upstream providers. And then from basically seven to puberty is another key time where that's starting to get flushed out. 
And so by the time your brain starts to, to solidify around 25, you know, from 21 to 25, you've already built what I call that comfortable, certain perception of how the world works and how the world relates. Um, and, and so our generation and on down, and even our parents' generation, their, their minds are, fabric, are, are hijacked by this fabrication, this artificial light. And you know, the, it, it, it kind of goes back to this whole old world Abrahamic good versus evil and this whole conceptual of, conception of what, um, let's say, what the, the dark Luciferian or what's called Samuel uh, aspect or Set or Seth or whatever the dark shadow aspect is, is there is a, an artificial light which this, our, our internet boxes, our television, anything that produces a, a false non-local image, that's, that's not actuality. That's an environment within an environment. It's a metaphor. Um, and so most people now, they build with metaphors upon metaphors, and they can't have a relationship with the actuality that's actually here. Um, and so uh, for me, this is why, again, why I'm such a believer in psychedelics, and I... I don't know any. I don't honestly know any other way that can can change and help enough people that fast because of the nature of what they do, um, from a number of fronts. Um, namely, being able to at least loosen up the the burnt-in neural sphere that's hard hardwired. So basically, you know, at from 16, 18, 20, all the habits. You know, especially if you got really shitty parents, which are now because of the drug war, we're now three and four generations deep of drug addicted, drug abusing, poor people that don't have any way of how to relate to the world. So it's not just one deep, it's four deep or more. And so imagine being taught by somebody that didn't know and then being taught by somebody that, that knew even less, that being taught by somebody that knew even less and less. And so we're now at this this unbelievable um, you know, shit show point in, in society. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, so it's... Uh, it's going to take an, an immense and almost an impossible amount of work to be able to uh, flush the mind and, and have people start from scratch and then rebuild a narrative that is real and meaningful. Because right now what you're seeing with all of the youth and everything is the American dream has been, has been a lie. And so if you don't have, if you don't know where you are, then you don't have a place you're going and you're not moving to where you're going you're gonna be miserable, and you're gonna make everybody else miserable, and you're, you're going to, um, you're not going to be happy. Um, and so you, you, have to, you have to have a story, and you have to have a directory. That's the purpose of being down here. You're gonna build stories, and you're gonna tell yourself things, and you're gonna have desires and wants no matter what. You can't escape from that. That's why we're here. Um, but uh, if you don't have a, a, a real, story and purpose and a, a meaning to get up in the morning, um, you're just going to fabricate and bullshit and then you're gonna gravitate and attract people like you and then you're gonna have, a, again, ideological um, pity parties across the board. Um, and again, it's, it, it's plenty good people. A lot of people are, are there's plenty smart and plenty good hearts and pl want the right things, but when you can't get to the deep down dirty, um, you're just nice, and, and nice is, again, I don't think people realize nice is etymologically rooted in ignorant, yeah. or retarded, a buffoon. A and, useful idiot. Yeah. Yes, a useful idiot, and people are nice only because they, 
usually don't want people to uh, to stop the pretend. They don't want to uh, um, have people see who they really are. And so most people, most of the time, are just in this state of a, a demonstration and fabrication, and they're nice um, just because they want to be liked. They don't, you know, it's not because they actually have done the work and they, they see, um, you know, to, to be kind and considerate to people because of a foundational, you know, effort. It's just because um, they don't know any better. I'll go so far as to say that, that, that habits, though, that, like, some things are worth it to fake it till you make it, especially if you're looking for joy and you're talking about kindness. Um, more than, oh, and that's the other part of it. That's the, that, that's more true than you, you, you think. Actually, that is the way that works. And it, there is, um, again, it comes right back to the mind's eye. The unconscious doesn't know any different. That's why affirmations work. That's why, you know, a good policy um, for people to, a period is, you know, don't, allow any negative people in your life. Don't look at any news. Don't look at any media. Don't let. And this is a big deal. This is a huge deal that if people just understood and applied it, just don't even debate it. Don't even think about it. Do it for a year. Just do it. Experiment with it. Um, but it's got to be absolute. Do not let a negative thought in your head. Do not let a negative image in your head. Don't go to poor places that are ugly. Don't go to ghetto. Don't go and look at anything ugly. Don't tell yourself anything ugly. Most especially, don't tell yourself anything ugly. Don't tell yourself, I'm not good at this. Don't tell yourself whatever that is. The mind doesn't know any different. And the more that, you know, the, a big thing is, um, it, it sounds really silly, but uh, getting a set of headphones. Now you make Bluetooth headphones and you can get your Google whatever the hell to put a routine um, because what happens and you know when the morning, when you wake before you go to bed and when you wake up you will have periods of theta and so you can go to bed um, listening to affirmations or positive things that you want to, to, to get into start changing these um, these programma and these um, um, these programmas that you have paradigms you have in your head and so you can start to change those things and do a lot of work by just automating the process and because uh, you need a dreamlike state that's why the psychedelic state works because you have to have the right brain waves to get in and take the patterns and change the patterns if the patterns are uh, if the brain state again because we just modulate reality we're just modulating it here we modulate a dense reality through serotonin so you know we're, we're it's, everything's vibration everything is a frequency and so you have to that's why, again, how many self-help uh, books have people read and how many self-help self seminars have they went to? How come positive self-speak doesn't fucking work? Everybody knows how to eat well. Everybody knows how to have a, a good relationship. How to, everybody knows how to uh, go get what they need out of this world. Everybody knows. Why don't anybody do it? it it's the action. And, and I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends in that we discuss things, uh, or things are, we're told what's going on, okay? Uh, and we have to be told what's going on by the people who are, were behind uh, the scenes, by the people who are in charge of doing whatever it is that they're doing. They don't know any better. Um, but, but they have to tell us, at, at the very least, they have to tell us what the things uh, that, that they're, they're giving us do. So, like, we know... We know at this point there's enough information out there on that, that you're right. We should we, we should know how to eat different, and if we are if we're not, it's willful ignorance. Uh, it's willful ignorance. We know the things that we should be doing, 
uh, whether or not we're doing them is something else completely. Like if we do the things that we know we're supposed to be doing in the end, then we'll we'll have outcomes that are to be expected if we're doing the things we're supposed to be doing. Meanwhile, if we're taking shortcuts, if we're doing things that we know we're not supposed to be doing. Um, we, we end up uh, seeing the results of those as well. We don't get, we don't either, whether it's reaping the full benefits or or um, getting ourselves into some trouble with, with, with our ego or whatever it is that we're supposed, like whatever the initial reason was that we were doing the things that we were doing in the first place. Um, you know, it's maintaining that, um, that, that mental capability and that, that physical capability of doing the things you know you're supposed to be doing because you know you're supposed to be doing them. If it's a matter of eating, we all, most of us, again, like we know the things that we're supposed to be doing, whether it's eating, whether it's exercising 30 or 45 minutes a day, whether it's drinking the water we're supposed to be drinking, whether it's not having caffeine after a certain time or sleep schedule is this thing or this thing. We know these things. It's just we're making the decision uh, not to. And a couple of things on that. Number one, um, it's been my experience, and this is, you know, I don't think there's any question about this. I call them the upstream providers, and you can call them the authorities of B, and you can call them your parents, you can call them institutions. It's the blind leading the blind. They didn't know any better. Our, our parents, and even, even good parents, they fucked up everybody. Our institutions fucked up everybody because they didn't know, they didn't do the work. It's been passed down in the fabrication and the warping of reality has been passed down. There's very few people and very few bodies of gnosis in this entire world that has, that has been, um, uh, has been still here and sticky. I've just been lucky to have searched through everything on the planet to find it. And I have found a lot, um, but it's very, very few and far between. Um, and um, it's very hard for people to, to separate the shit from the Shinola. They just, if you haven't done the work, just like with eating, you're, you, people will go, oh yeah, I know, I know, like whether it's even paleo, whether it's even this, this, that diet. No, you've just fallen into another fabrication infatuation. This is just the next passing phase. Um, and so people, again, if you haven't done the hard and heavy lifting, it's just gonna be the next fixation infatuation and you're gonna keep doing that until you realize what you have to do. And so it, it, is, it, it, it isn't a matter of uh, this is what's so hard. It's not even a matter of knowing what you need to do because I could literally sit down with a hundred people and tell them exactly what they need to do and emotionally attach and charge it and tell them exactly what to do and they would know it. And I, then I would go the next day or three days and I would bet every cent that I've ever owned and times it by a thousand that very little people would either do it or they would stick with it. They would fall off. And this is the way it always is with everything. So there's something fundamentally wrong with people listening. Because all, all the good keys and gnosis are out there. I can literally articulate every single element what somebody needs to do to do it, and they won't do it. And I've done this with people, and they won't do it. And other people who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, um, by and large, they, they do the same, and very few people actually actually do it you know so it's what's interesting to me is you know then what separates the people that um, for whatever reason go out and do it um, and you know my experience has been that uh, the big separator is a the people that have um, done the deep psychological work and have left themselves no room for margin 
So they've, they've, that's the, this is the key of it. You have to leave yourself absolutely no room for margin. And you can't trick your mind. It's the other key. The mind knows. The, the, the mind in cosmos knows when you're fooling it. And when you're fooling it, it doesn't give you shit. It doesn't open up. It doesn't give you anything. It knows your intent. It is because it is you. This is, we are mind, and we're fundamental to the mind. You know, we're a representation. We're an image. Again, this is why, and we'll see this with AI. You know, we're going to see all this shit for ourselves. Is that you know, a lot of that silly ass. Uh, old biblical stuff is actually true. You know, this idea that the divine was made, uh, you know, we were made in the divine's image. Um, and that's, you know, really what it is, is it's the cosmos is trying to render its highest state image, which is itself, which is a, a highest form of intelligence, which is, you know, a form of being everywhere at every time and being everything to everyone and being, being, Ecstatic with it, you know, and that's what this—that's what this is, you know, and that's where passion and motivation and exuberance and enthusiasm and creative juice comes from—is that relationship with, uh, with uh, the cosmos, with with uh, the creative divine. You know, I don't like using those words and shit because they're you know, divine and God and all those things are dead concepts. Um, you know, I always feel funny of even saying things like that, but. Um, that's you know that's what it is. I don't give you can call it whatever the hell you want. I like using the word cosmos or you know meta mind or something like that. Um, but it you know it's again it's a higher state conversation. And you go look at Tesla. Go to look at Wozniak. You look at the people. They all they all say the same things. You know, and it's the the basis of old school you know hermetic gnosis and uh, um, and uh, you know other other more esoteric practices and. Um, these people were kind of, I guess, you know, like myself in a way, where they didn't leave themselves any margin. I've had the, I've, I've, I've had the, young, the, the rug yanked underneath me, uh, from underneath me so many times that I don't have a rug anymore. There's nothing and nobody that can pull anything underneath, you know, from me. There's, you know, when you leave yourself no margin, um, and you have. Uh, you at least have a, a, a goodness about you. It um, it will eventually come out, you know, because you, you can't give what you don't have. And so, if you have something inside, and then um, you you somehow um, get to the point where there is no other um, motivator for you. Like, there's nothing. That's where it's like, you know, I suffered from major depression and major uh, drug abuse um, for many years. Um, and there was nothing that I found to get me out of bed. Um, and it was, I would call it like a black hole. It's, uh, you can't convince yourself that there's anything. And that's for real depression. That's what took Anthony Bourdain and Robin Williams and everybody that commits suicide. It's the, exactly like a black hole. There's nothing that can, you can't convince yourself that it's worth it. You can't convince yourself. Um, and when you've, you've experienced that and you get better, and then you get you get that rug yanked again, and you experience, and you go, "Holy fuck, I'm back here again! I never thought I'd be back here again." And it's happened. You happened a few times and whatnot. Um, and then you somehow figure out how can how can I stand without having any ground underneath me, yet still stand for the right things? Um, and to me, that's the upper level kind of shit with all this stuff. Is how can you stand? Uh, by that meaning, not. Nobody can take it from you, whether it's your 
bullshit self social image that you see on like Facebook, you see all these people, people show you what they want, but go ahead and get the world coming after you and see what happens. You know, people get sad and depressed when nobody likes them and nobody hears what they have to say or, or, um, or they haven't had any um, um, success or any attention and all of a sudden they get all the attention and then nobody likes them, you know, or the sports athlete. Yeah, you know, it's uh, that's the way it is. You know, it's like if somebody can pull something from you, it ain't yours. It's a falsehood. Um, so you got to figure out how you can stand without um, um, having somebody take it from you. All right, Mark. I know you've got stuff to do. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for Mark, uh, send them to us. We would love to present them, and we can make a regular thing of this. No. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, man.